bitch is bad and bullshit. And welcome to Bad and Bitchy, the podcast where three feminists give their hot takes in the latest in social, political, and pop culture from the perspective of intersectionality. So this week in feminism, we're going to discuss International Women's Day. And I guess we'll start off with uh, our great Sophie Trudeau. Yes. The patron saint of white feminism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if we can even call her feminist. Like, yeah, I mean, she does hold a lot. On, hold on. I think I think we need to do a recap of what actually yeah, happened. That's true. Okay, yeah, okay, that's okay, true. okay, fair enough, okay. fair enough. So this week, um, the quote-unquote first lady of Canada posted an image to her Instagram um, with her and her husband, the prime minister, in which... They were holding hands and looking lovingly at each other, mm-hmm. and she was calling out for International Women's Day for women to basically thank their male allies that support them in their work. And uh, she was doing this as a campaign called Hashtag Tomorrow in Hand, and on International Women's Day, uh, women were to share their photos of holding the hands of their male allies. Yeah. Tomorrow in hand. Yeah. 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 Uh, So on the one day we get, the one day a year. The only one. (laughs) We had to honor the men of of our lives, our male allies. According to Sophie. (laughs) And I mean, her husband is dreamy, so. Ivanka thinks so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so in response, well, for me. Uh, I actually held in my hand for the entire day the huge number of inanimate objects that helped me much more than male allies in my feminism every day. I love the Presto card, by the way. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that is so helpful. Yeah, actually, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite was the shower head. <laughs> for I obvious like, reasons. I was like, much more dependent. Yeah, yeah. Much more dependent. It's always there for you. It is. Uh, so, so yeah, so Sophie, I don't know. There was, I thought it was a weird call to action. And like, I'm down with having male allies. Like I, I believe in that. I do think we need men to be part of the feminist movement, but I think we can have one day where we honor other women. Yeah. I mean, why can't we honor a guy in May? Yeah. Why can't we honor them? Whatever. Like, I don't, I don't understand why the one day that women are called to celebrate womanhood, that it is infected with men and their, and their needs. This is the thing. Like, I feel as though Sophie was more interested in serving the needs of the men who were allies rather than lifting women up. Yeah. So my question is, was she actually more interested in that? Because did she know? Right. Could was she able to recognize that that was she what she was doing? No, I think she. <laughs> no, no. This is a woman who got up on stage on Martin Luther King Day in 2016 and decided to sing that stupid ass song to her kids. Thereby, uh, about I don't even know what the hell the song was about. It was about bullying. 
It wasn't about bullying? Was well, what the fuck does that have to do with MLK <laughs> I, Day? I, mean, I don't know. Okay, it's hard to be I, white kids in private school. It's hard. It's private <laughs> 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 Okay, you just say this. <laughs> like, like, yeah. of all the things you... And the thing is, you're teaching your kids also that um, this day is all about you. It's yeah. all about you. It's not about honoring a man who fought for civil rights. Yeah. It's yeah. about her. And this is what bothers me about her. To be honest, this is what bothers me about her prime minister. It's all about her. Yeah. And this 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 urge to serve Justin's kind of of you know, his image of being this feminist was a little bit to be honest, it it kind of yeah, oh. <laughs> it kind of made me disgusting. It, yeah. it, I was disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to oh, but in the same vein. So not only did Sophie make this all about Justin, she Status of Women Canada decided to release these images uh, for International Women's Day to support equality of women. Only they, some of them were just men. <laughs> men doing. Household guess, chores? Yeah. yeah. Like men taking care of their children? I'm sorry. Do they need a day for that? <laughs> I should hope that they're willing to take care of their children all the time. Yeah. yeah. Since they're Instead their of babysitting them? Children. <laughs> yeah. They were like part of it. Yeah, those posters were pretty weird. And they had the big Canada 150 logo on them, of course. Canada 150. Um, yeah. How did this make it through? I, this is what kills me. What kills me is not that people come up with these ideas, because people come up with stupid ideas all the time. But how did this make it through the vetting process, especially in such a higher a hierarchy like the federal government? It had to go through layers and layers and layers of approval, and nobody thought that this was an issue? Yeah. Uh, so no. (laughs) (laughs) The short answer. Yeah. I think, so I don't, so I don't disagree with what the messages were conveying, broadly speaking. Yeah. But in terms of connecting them directly with International Women's Day, I found that to be problematic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm all for equality, but like, within the official Government of Canada campaign of International Women's Day, they were very problematic. Yeah. I think... In the very least. Yeah. I think all in all, somebody needs to go to the communications team of Sophie and of Status of Women and teach them about gold stars for allies and ally cookies and just be like, let's just not on just one day. Sophie, I'm here for you, girl. (laughs) Not in my color.com. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next. Oh, uh, so Gian Gameshi, yes, that Gian Gameshi, is as if there could be two. Um, he's back on Twitter. And he uh, apparently has a private account. So not just anybody can get in there, you know. Yeah. Like nobody <laughs> over the age, no woman over the age of 40, I'm sure, can get in there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I guess we don't really know that it's Gian himself, so it's yeah. not verified. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, what, what do we think the plan is? Like what, what, what is he going to do on Twitter? 
especially since it's a locked account. Like, is he going to talk about it? Well, so I assume it's a locked account because he wants the handle. Right. Which means he's waiting to release it in some grand way. Are we going to see, like, a redemption of Gian Gomeshi? Is he planning his own, like, second coming? I want to see this branding, this rebranding happen. <laughs> I want to see this. Because I'm, like, curious. Is Gian beyond rebranding, though? Is Gian beyond? Yeah. <laughs> I th- yeah. Well, and so he d- he did not he does not have the egg. He has a headshot, but he doesn't have the Twitter cover background. It's still just the standard blue. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I hmm. so you know I like your grand plan idea. I feel like he's holding on to it for a reason. I don't know why. Does he have any followers? What? How many followers? Does you he can't have? see. You can't, can't see. see. The whole account. thing's locked down. The the entire thing. It's not just like, oh, I can't retweet you. No. No. Oh. No. You wow. can't see anything. Then what the hell is he doing on Twitter? Well, that's, yeah. That's oh, hence, hence this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. So many like, questions. Like, who hires him? Also, I mean. MRAs, apparently. He's going to get trolled so hard. I Maybe he's working for Max and Brunier. <gasps> <gasps> I could see those two. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, surely he's not going to get hired in broadcasting again. But maybe he is. I don't know. These days you never know. <laughs> yeah. As long as somebody's willing to fund him, he can do whatever the hell he wants. To be honest, I mean, he has the notoriety. Yeah. He'll get the followers. He'll get the listeners. That's what people, that's what some people care about. Like, Breitbart <clears throat> won't be like, hey, Gian, yeah, he can stop. speak. He can speak at screenings of the red pill. That's oh oh my god yes <laughs> oh man too funny okay so what's next on the docket mm-hmm. ah Shimamanda and Gozi Adichie yes 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 okay so <laughs> so basically she um. A lot of people felt she she apparently did an interview on Channel 4 News in England and um, had some comments about trans women and that didn't go over very well. Yeah. Well, she basically said trans women aren't women. Yeah. yeah. In the same way. <laughs> we are trying to I don't know if she was that. <laughs> I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think she was like, I think it was more like. They don't have the same experiences as women. No. Somebody take this off me because I can't. (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, she said she, I'm just going to read from a quote here. Okay. So she said she didn't think women and trans issues can be considered the same, which I do agree with because I think trans women are much more marginalized and I think their issues are different. Um, but then she said that this is because a man who switched gender after being accorded the privileges of the world that the world grants to men can't be said to have the same experience as a woman that has lived without those privileges her entire life, which I would strongly disagree with. Because trans women experience an entirely different set of yeah. issues as men. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think we can say that they're just like getting privileges left, right, and center in the same way that a cis straight man does. Trans women are women. 
gonna absolutely my, yeah. yeah i'm gonna go with that too so yeah. let's <laughs> so there we just solved that <laughs> all right so the ottawa citizen yeah so the ottawa citizen uh they posted an op-ed uh, on international women's day um written by erica schneiderite uh, who's a JD candidate at uh, the University of Ottawa and uh, also a, a master's candidate at Carleton. So they have a dual degree. Okay. Program. Um, so she's it, a brainiac. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so she writes this op-ed that, um, that talks about how the recent images of Ivanka Trump uh, kind of giving Justin Trudeau sex eyes at their uh, inter- their women's business roundtable on the prime minister's recent trip to Washington, um, and she also recalls back in September during the re- the, the royal visit. Uh, there's that image of Kate Middleton meeting Justin Trudeau, mm-hmm. where she's kind of smiling at him coyly while like brushing back a curl of her hair and. Uh, the op-ed goes continues to say that um, these images are meant to be as comedy, and we make them memes, and we say, "Oh, like I wish that you know my husband looked at me the way that mm-hmm. you know Ivanka looks at Justin, or what, whatever you will." And um, basically, she's implying that uh, these these jokes are sexist sexist um because she quote the idea that even a woman as accomplished as them could be disarmed by a handsome man or a charming smile seems unrealistic Mm -hmm. how is that unrealistic to be yes so she goes on and talks about how you know you know working hard and being smart and having business acumen are disregarded because you look at a man a certain way. But as a professional myself, every time I meet an attractive man or I'm in a meeting with my manager or my, you know, a colleague, I'm not giving them sex eyes. No. Like, I am a fully capable woman able to go into a meeting and have a platonic relationship with a man in a professional environment and still not want to fuck them. Yeah. Like, I don't... I th- the I think the <clears throat> images are capturing very specific nuances. And maybe they weren't giving him sex eyes. Or they were in the middle of, like, a laugh or something. We don't have context we, There's it. no context. Yeah. But even if they were giving him sex eyes, who cares? Yeah, like, I don't think it, like, lessens their business acumen. I just think it's funny. <laughs> oh, I, I, I ran with it. I would like you to know that I, I saw those photos. I, I I downloaded those photos, re-uploaded. I was like, get you a man who looks, <laughs> yeah. who looks at you like Ivanka looks at Justin. Yeah, yeah. And it was funny. And yeah. that's okay. It and I like when the camera caught Michelle Obama making that like hilarious gym from the office face. When yeah. Mel- Melania gave her the gift or whatever. Yes. <laughs> you know, like these are just funny moments that are captured by the camera. Exactly. Exactly. Or when yeah. Justin went to, took that split second or that second before he shook Trump's hand, you know? Yeah. And we were all, and everybody was like, 
Yeah, we feel you. Or the one with the Japanese prime minister and him yes. his face after shaking Trump's hand. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, these are moments, and to to somehow make some sort of of you know like feminist thesis on a moment in a meeting between world leaders on camera yeah. is kind of like, I don't, I, I feel like she's, she's looking for something that also, ain't there. Also in Ivanka's defense, which like you will not hear me say very often. I, I, <laughs> I, I think this is the first time I heard you say that. <laughs> Girl, Girl is a model. She looks yeah. good. She's yeah. a model. Yeah. yeah. So she knew there was a camera in that room. Yeah. Ooh. Totally. So she's given her. She smiles in her oh, way yeah. through that meeting. <laughs> like she I'm sure those smiling. are the same. You know that same look that she gives when she's doing a modeling contract. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, also, I th- I think even when we catch men doing these things, it's just another funny thing, and we do mock men equally as much as as women get mocked in these situations. Like the meme, ready to risk it all. It's yeah, all a, about that. About men. About men <laughs> getting caught. Usually they have to do with Rihanna, but <laughs> men getting caught looking at women in, in inappropriate ways. And it's, it's a moment and it's funny. And, and to me, this underscores a certain, like there's a lack of sort of live and let live. And there's a lack of a nuance in terms of relationships and the way men and women interact that I think we're losing in terms of like we're dissecting them and trying to make them into some sort of issue. And I feel to me that this is what this article did. Mm-hmm. I there's, there's a nice little dance that men and women do in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, that has to do with charm. That has to do with, with you know smiling and and touching but not that kind of touching you know yeah like yeah i think there's a difference between it being charming and like lascivious yeah 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 and usually like i will just say a woman always knows when it's just the wrong kind of touching but anyway i i I digress um i i don't think that we're that in the workplace even it's it's realistic to think that we're all going to be perfect little students and not be charmed by somebody. Yeah. What is wrong with being charmed by somebody? What is wrong with charming people? What is like, yeah, I, I don't understand. Anyway, that's my piece. All right. I could be wrong, but what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> there you go. I think we're going to move on to our, our, next, so, our next segment. Um, the segment's called uh, Rent and Receipts. So we're each going to share a story uh, that we found this week in the news and share it with everyone else. Great. So Bailey, do you want to get started? Yeah, I think my rent and receipt uh, this week is the fact that the Ottawa police have uh a officer, a senior officer who's been charged with uh, a sexual violence uh, incident, sexual assault, and the SIU is investigating them. And I mean, the thing is, like, it, it came out at the same time as Abdirahim Abdi's, uh, the, the man who killed him, uh, his SIU sentence or whatever it was. Um, so we haven't really heard very much about it. But I, you know, I'm just like, so sick of this institutionalized police 
sexual violence culture, you know? And at the same time, we had the Justice Minister of Canada endorsing the Philadelphia model where it's a civilian oversight of police handling of sexual violence cases, which I think is an amazing model. And that was a huge step forward this week. Oh, cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, why aren't we talking about this Ottawa police officer who got charged with sexual assault? Nobody's talking about it. And it's almost like we just like... I'm hearing about it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing as like when RCMP officers are charged with sexual assault or like when I think it was in Valdor, there was a ton of police officers who were charged with like sexually assaulting indigenous women for like a huge period of years. And we're all just like, well, you're just like ready to move on. Why do we do that? Is it because, um, is it because we love our institutions so much? I don't, I don't know. Or, or they can do no wrong or. Yeah. I think the police and policing especially likes to like cling to this one bad apple thing. And it's Mm. like, it's not a culture of sexual violence or misogyny or power and control. It's, one bad cop. Oh, like, really? Is no, that why yeah. they're being sued? Well, exactly. With a class so, action lawsuit? Yeah, I'm just like, I think we can, like, we should be challenging this so much more. Anyway, that's mine. There's, that's me. Great. So, I'm going to pick up from that. And <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the officer who was charged with Abdirman Abdi's death. Um, this week, I think it was on Monday he got charged or something mm-hmm. like that. I was shocked. Yeah. Because I didn't expect murder. him to get charged yeah. with... I think it was first degree murder. Was it no, first, it was, no, it was, it was, man, it was manslaughter. Manslaughter, manslaughter, yeah. manslaughter aggravated uh, assault, yeah. and assault yeah. with a weapon. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, because this is Canada, and we don't usually charge police officers, mm-hmm. um, because they could do no wrong. Um... Chief Boileau. Bordelot? Was it Boileau or Bordelot? Apparently, I don't even care about his name. Okay, so Chief Bordelot, who's the chief of the Ottawa police, basically came out and said that race basically had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. And my, I just don't buy that. I don't buy that. Well, I agree because... We don't, like, the police are not aggressively manhandling all sexual offenders mm-hmm. across the city. We can barely get, the, you can barely get a call back. Yeah, you can. <laughs> this, is like, not, this is not the way that we treat sexual offenders in the city, so. Exactly, but black, African, um, mentally ill sexual assault, apparently this is how we deal with it. Yeah, well, and you know he's bothering white women. He was in the bridgehead. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's in, the other thing. In Hindenburg. Yeah. Yes. 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 Which is gentrifying to my, anyway, that's another story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he, this is a black man who was accused of grabbing white women's behinds and he deserved to die mm-hmm. in their mind. So this, this idea that race played no part is absolutely ridiculous to me. It yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And until the Ottawa police uh, recognizes that they have a problem, mm-hmm. then we'll get nowhere. Yeah. But they have a problem. Anyway, any comments? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just as surprised as you were that the, the, the charges were what they were. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and I, I like, I just want to add to that. Like, I don't think it's okay that women were being assaulted in the bridgehead. No, you know, I don't think I, so either. I don't think anybody thought that was okay. But no, when no. we look at, you know, the intersections of race and sexual violence, like it would have, you know, if that was what was happening, then that should have been gone through the justice system and upheld in the court of law. Like we don't get to just decide. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Did you see dude's picture though? Oh, you know what else? Apparently he didn't show up for his bail hearing. Yeah. He's just not there. It's a real fine upstanding human. <laughs> I think I'll just skip that court date. Yeah. Why not? This is how I feel about that court date <laughs> and appearance. Yeah. And 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 the Ottawa was it the Ottawa Citizen or CBC? I can't remember which which one called it a real head scratcher. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> on what planet? An understatement. Is what? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that's my hot take for the week. Nice. Wow. Um, great. So mine is a story from the Globe and Mail, um, which comes from the actually the Associated Press from London in the UK. And um, the headline is UK lawmakers urge employers to stop forcing women to wear heels at work. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this week in the uh the uh, Britain's Parliament um, members of Parliament had an actual debate about whether or not employers could force women to wear heels. Oh my god! Because there was a woman who went to work uh, at I think Price Waterhouse Coopers, and um, she was a a temp empl- a temp worker, and she was a receptionist, and she was sent home because she was wearing flats without pay. Oh my god! Ooh, that's yeah. insanity. The so she's from her temp agency. Um, they Portico. Uh, their dress code specifies that female workers must wear non-opaque tights, have hair with no visible roots, wear regularly reapplied makeup, and appear in shoes with a heel between two to four inches, but not four and a half or five. Well, then they would be, you know. That would be different. Then they would belong in Gatineau. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's pretty ridiculous. And then it went on. When are they supposed to do their work? Between, like, making sure that their tights don't get a run in them and reapplying their makeup? Anyways, I, it's boggling to me that this is an actual dress code. Yeah. And then it goes on that there's a banker quoted in this story that says, at his company, men are expected to wear suits and ties, and he thinks that's fair. Oh. Well, first of all, you're a banker. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, that's a professional request. Whether or not I'm wearing opaque tights and, yeah. you know, wearing heels or not, it's a completely different story. There are completely professional options for flat shoes. Yeah. Also, if you have a medical reason to have to wear flat shoes... That should be allowed. Yeah. Like, there's no medical reason, to my knowledge, where you wouldn't be able to wear a tie. Yeah. Yeah. O- obesity. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. And I guess, like, at that time, like, you would tie your tie and, like, it would just come down, like, two inches. <laughs> like a flaccid dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's pretty ridiculous. I mean, though, thinking about it, like, 
it's bizarre to me that that would be in a professional workplace. But if, if you were telling me this was a server in a restaurant, I would think that was a pretty standard. Like when my sister worked at Jack Astor, she had to wear heels. They had to be at least an inch every night. And makeup. And one time her hair was in a messy bun and they sent her home. They were like, no messy buns here. <laughs> and I, like I can see, yeah, just having a professional appearance. I feel like that's a very base level of yeah. dress code. Yeah, the non-opaque tights is really throwing me. Like, so that you can see my legs? Like nylons. And what you wear nylons. Yeah, but what's wrong with the tight? I, I don't understand. Because that's not feminine <laughs> and sexy. Okay, so let me get this straight. <clears throat> so the British Parliament decided, mostly made of men. It was So, yeah, it was because they had an online petition and they have a law where once it gets a oh, number of signatures, okay. Okay. they have to debate it in, okay, in Parliament. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so that, that takes care of one. Okay, um, these heels, I, look, I love my heels, I love my makeup, I love it all. Yeah, me too. I yep. love it, love it, love it. However, I don't, I shouldn't have to have to wear them. Yeah. Like you said, there are other professional options. I also want to point out that this woman was a temp. Yeah. And so she was on the most vulnerable rung yeah. of the organization, yeah. precariously employed. Yeah. And that's usually who these things fall on. Yeah. The servers, mm -hmm. the 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 precariously employed, like yeah. you said. These these people who don't have sort of like solid work experience, solid continuous work experience, you need to go from job to job to job and probably need to make ends meet. Yeah. This is my problem. Yes. My other problem. Um, I think that, and I think that organizations are getting worse and worse for that. Yeah. Um, this, this, this idea that, yeah. Well, it goes exactly to that thing that Trump had where he wanted women in the White House working for him to dress like women. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah. Exactly. Mean? Yeah. This yeah. is what, I think my assumption would be this is what he meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's a very broad interpretation. And yeah, I mean, and yeah, it just doesn't even make any sense. And this messy bun business. I'm sorry. <laughs> Love like, a messy bun. Like everybody, yeah. everybody does the messy bun. I, I, I would like to know who, who's setting these standards. Are they not, are they being reviewed? Like by women? By women. <laughs> yeah. My guess is no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's shocking. That was yeah. quite a, quite a. <laughs> I also I just as a side note feel like haven't the Brits learned about petitions since Bodie McBoat case like, <laughs> take that law down <laughs> alright well so I guess we'll come to now our segment misogynist slash misogyny of the week and uh, we've got a real winner this week Hot. Uh, somebody decided to, uh, not somebody, a dude bro, for sure. Dude. Dude bro. Uh, <laughs> decided to hump the fearless girl statue. Oh, God. So on International Women's Day um, in New York City, down in uh, the financial district where the, the, the bull is yeah. located, um, someone had erected a statue of a little girl, like a yeah. child. Yeah, a in child. A, yeah. In her, like, superpower, like, stance. stance with her hands on her hips and her chest forward, like, ready to take on the world, yeah. take on this bull. Staring down the bull. Yeah. Like, awesome. 
And it's a great image of, you know, feminism and particularly because Wall Street's full of basically douchey bros. Yeah. Um, Dude. So the fact that, like, she's there in their hood is great and it's a great reminder of it. But then because it's there. Everyone, like, there's always got to be an asshole. You know, and so he humped, he humped the statue, which again is a, is a child, a little girl. Um, so that's disturbing in and of itself. He's disturbing. And then, you know, nobody, nobody thought to challenge this everyday sexism. Instead, his like dude bro chorus of friends cheered him on because why not? Why not cheer on the man humping the little girl statue? Fuck, what an asshole. <laughs> like, literally, what an asshole. And, like, the picture that was posted on Insta- or Facebook of him, like, he's your typical Wall Street bro in his yeah. suit. And, yeah. ugh. Yeah. He just looks like, uh, like, if you went on a Tinder date with him, he would talk about himself, and he would, like, interrupt you 100 times. To, like, and he would talk about how much money he makes. Yeah, he would talk about how much money he makes, and when you ordered your beer, he'd be like, oh, well, and then he'd, like, mansplain your beer to you. And you'd be like, um, okay, I get breweries. Like, I get it. Or, well, you'd pop, or if you ordered wine, he'd talk about how. Oh. When he, he was oh. in a region of France. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then he'd pronounce the region incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I can't even, I, and actually he wouldn't, he would like order like something gross, like a martini. Like he would just be, he would be the worst Tinder date ever. Like, I can imagine I, I just it. assume all Tinder dates are like that. <laughs> because I I will just say here, I think the best dating app is Facebook Messenger. <laughs> just going to say that. Word up, Facebook. Uh, but, yeah, he, um, this is what we talk about when we talk about rape culture. Yeah, This is totally. exactly what we talk about. Yeah. Because it's not as though he, you know, he could have made an impactful statement just by putting like a blindfold on her or something that would have, that would have been impactful. Yeah. Not to say that I encourage him yeah. to make that statement, but there are other ways. The fact that his first instinct was to come up and hump her. Yeah. A statue of a an inanimate a object of a child. Yeah. Dude has some issues. Totes. Okay. Due to some psychological issues, stay away from this dude. You never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> anyway, there you have it. Episode one, Bad and Bitchy. Oh, we're going to just talk about where people can reach us, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll start. <laughs> Tell us. Tell us, Erica. But we don't have any. Where can we find you on Twitter? Oh, right. Us. Us. <laughs> us. Okay, I am at Wicked Chick, so W-I-C-K-D-C-H-I-Q. I'm on Instagram as that. I'm on Snapchat as that. Um, you can reach me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Facebook Not In My Color. And I... With, an, all... with a U, we should mention. Oh, that. yes, with yeah. a U. Color Thank you. you. Yeah, Thank color you. you. Color with a U, the Canadian way. Okay, go on, girl. <laughs> Um, you can find me, Erin, on um, that thing that's not Instagram. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, thank you, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as at Erin, E-R-I-N underscore G-E-E. And you can find me on Instagram as Erin dot G. And yeah. Awesome. You can find me, Bailey, at 
Bailey Marie Reed on Twitter or Bailey Reed 85 on Instagram. Cool. 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 Okay. That was fun, guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Until, Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> My bitch is bad and bullshit.